Welcome back to the Snack Walls Podcast. I'm Mike Roberts, your host, and we're here to talk about increasing and maintaining diversity in tech beyond the perks. While companies think they can lure people in with unlimited PTO and dogs in the office, we're here to talk about how you keep them. All right, I'm going to throw it over to our special guest today. In a few sentences, can you tell us who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Tia Hopkins. I am the VP of Global Solutions Engineering at eCentire. We're a cybersecurity organization. Uh, we basically uh, provide SOC as a, a service services for our customers. So we hunt for threats uh, on behalf of our customers. And uh, I am also the founder of Empower Cybersecurity, which is a nonprofit organization I just launched uh, aimed at empowering women of color to be successful in the cybersecurity space. Nice. Cybersecurity is something that a lot of people are talking about. And um, so I'd love to get your thoughts on some of these questions. Um, from my perspective, it's also an area that I don't have that much experience. I've been writing software for like 32 years. And <laughs> I always think, you know, cybersecurity is just a very different thing. It's, it's not the same. So um, let's just kick things off. I'm hearing from some leaders in tech that finding diverse talent is a challenge. What are your thoughts? I mean, I agree with it. Uh, I really try hard to, to build a, a diverse team. Uh, I think the challenge for me, given that I am a, a pre-sales engineering leader, that role in and of itself is a bit underrepresented in the tech space. So then when I take that a layer deeper and, and try to diversify, the talent pool is just extremely uh, limited. In my last round of hiring, I probably looked at 100 resumes and I think two of them were women. So it's definitely challenging. Wow. So what do you think contributes to that? Do you think it's a, the resumes aren't, are getting screened off? Um, or do you think it's a situation where there's just not enough people applying? For me specifically, there there's not enough people applying because in, in my case, the resumes don't get filtered before they come to me. I actually uh, filter them and I filter based on experience. Honestly, I, I tend not to look at the name. I just look at, you know, how much of a fit do I think this uh, this individual is? And I think, though, that the limited number of applications is due to some um, candidates self-selecting out uh, maybe too early based on what they see in the job description. Sure. And, and, you know, that can be a result of maybe too much being in the job description or just kind of some of it's imposter syndrome. Maybe I can't do this job. Uh, there's just a lot that plays into it, I think. Wow. So <clears throat> let me ask you this. What do you think about the push to remove the requirement for CS degrees for many of these types of software engineering roles? I mean, I'll speak to degrees in general as it relates to any technology role. I think in my experience, so I have two master's degrees in cybersecurity and I learned much more by doing. Um, theory is great. You have to understand how things work in a perfect world. Uh, but I think the missing piece in, in some uh, degree programs is that element of, of teaching critical thinking, which is really what makes you successful in a role like that. So with it being a requirement, I, I see it more as a, I don't want to dilute it and say a nice to have, but I think a requirement uh, is pretty strong because I'm more focused on what an individual can do, is capable of learning and their passion uh, more so than I am, um, you know, alphabet soup, letters behind names, degrees, things like that. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of folks are are with you on that. A lot of organizations are still like, nope, got to have it. But 
I think it's it's uh, it's amazing to see how many large organizations are coming out and saying it's just one piece of what we're looking at, but we're trying to evaluate candidates on a whole whole variety of uh, skills. So, yeah. what do you think about the uh, apprenticeship pattern for for tech roles or for cybersecurity roles? I mean, I think it's great. Like I said, I, I learned by doing. And so on the one hand, you have all this information that you can feed an individual. They can learn it, process it, articulate it back to you. But what's important is being able to apply it. And you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what real world problems you're going to have to solve until you're faced with them. So I think apprenticeship go a long way in driving confidence um, creating more curiosity because when an individual is trying to land a job and they're just looking at this wide world of information out there in front of them, it's hard to decide what to latch onto, what to dig into, uh, you know, what to research more. But if you're in a real world situation and you have guidance, that's the important part of apprenticeship as well. It's just not, hey, go do these things. Uh, you have some guidance, you know what to pay pay attention to, and you start to achieve some success on your own, and then your guide is there to validate you. And that, I think, propels individuals forward. So, I mean, I, I think it uh, would be a fantastic approach. Nice. All right. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> so um, what advice would you share with companies that are looking to retain diverse talent? So let's say you get that, you know, you get that talent in. How do you make sure they stay? Uh, I think... I'll speak to this from a perspective of myself, what, what makes me stay uh, in organizations. I, I like to feel valued. Uh, and I think uh, in, in technical roles specifically, you find a lot of individuals that are, are high performers. They, they like to know the value that they're adding. They like to know uh, what piece of the puzzle uh, they're contributing to. So it starts there with them understanding that they do have a critical role, making sure they, they understand how valuable their contribution is. But then also they need to be challenged. Uh, they can't just come in every day, do the same thing over and over and over again. You know, that's only going to last so long. The excitement of a new job and a new opportunity only lasts for so long. And if you're not challenged, it becomes old uh, very quick. So I say that from a performance perspective and feedback is, is incredible. Just having someone constantly wondering how they're doing is is uncomfortable. Uh, but then on the other side that, of that, when it comes to diversity, just making sure the policies that are in place in the organization and the port systems, et cetera, uh, make an individual with a diverse background feel welcome and supported within the organization. Because sometimes uh, things can be off-putting to an individual that a company hasn't even thought about. So part of the effort in uh, recruiting and retaining more diverse talent, sure, it's about knowing where to find the talent and you know taking a, a, a deeper look at diverse talent, but also making sure your company is ready uh, for diversity uh, in terms of the support available to, to, to this pool. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of folks go off with a great plan in mind um, with a little bit of experience. Uh, then they sort of realize that they're having to keep going back out. They're having to keep finding folks because they don't stay. And then they sort of shift their attention to this second half, which is how do you create an inclusive environment so that when people do come into the organization, they want to be there. They can bring their full selves. Um, to your point, they're going to have that feeling like they're a part of the team and they have a career path. They have a journey. They're getting some feedback and they're really valued as being part of the organization and not just tolerated. Right? Mm -hmm. It's just what it feels like sometimes. Like yes. being tolerated. I, I can relate. Yes. <laughs> so um, 
who is someone like yourself that you think would like to be, you'd like to acknowledge and think would be a great guest on a podcast like this? Oh, there are so, so, so many uh, fantastic individuals out there. If I think about, you know, and I'm shifting my focus to, to women of color, uh, of course, but I just think about, uh, uh, the amazing individuals that are doing so much in this space. But I think one that sort of bubbles up uh, top of mind for me is probably Kirsten Bragger. Um, have you spoken with uh, with Kirsten? I have not. So no. that is, she's now on the radar. <laughs> we can get her on the program and right. uh, find out what's going on. All right. All right. So final and most important, actually, before we do that, before we do the most important question, <laughs> uh, I want to hear more about what you're doing, your company. So, um, where can we find out more information? Tell us a little bit more about like what you what you got going on. Uh, so for my day job, uh, eastentire.com, you know, that's where you you can find us. Uh, we are pretty much the leader in the space. We're the creator of the space. So uh, the, the actual space is managed detection and response. So it's really an evolution of managed security services where historically organizations are dealing with alert fatigue and just, you know, chasing down false positives, et cetera. And we are taking the complexity out of that. So that's uh, eastentire.com. Uh, and then my, my nonprofit, that is empowercyber.org. And so that is my version of, of creating this, uh, you know, apprenticeship type environment. But, you know, it's not just about uh, the technical skills. It's uh, it's more about the individual and the confidence and, and what we find in a lot of women, especially women of color, is the competence is there, uh, but often the confidence is missing. And the unfortunate thing is that sometimes confidence can be mistaken for competence. And so we are looking to drive more confidence uh, in these women that, you know, they can be successful, they can have a voice, they do have a seat, uh, at the table. So we're doing that through mentorship, um, educational programs, uh, professional development programs. And so, um, you know, the goal is to diversify or or paint the pipeline, as we say. Nice. Paint the pipeline. <laughs> I haven't heard that before. That's good. I like that. Um, awesome. All right. So here we go. Tough question, but I think you're up for it. What have you been snacking on lately? What's your favorite snack? Oh, man, it's just uh, makes me feel so boring. I'm actually not much of a snacker. But when I do, when I've just gone all day without eating and I need to grab something, it's uh, it's a Snickers bar. Ooh, Snickers is good, though. <laughs> <laughs> Snickers That's is good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Snickers was really like I wasn't a big candy eater when I was young. Mm. And now I got all kinds of, you know, issues. So I'm not supposed to be eating sugar. <laughs> um, so I can't really eat Snickers bars now, but they were my favorite. There are right. a few other ones that I were like, you know, that's tasty. But the Snickers was the that was the jam. If mom said, OK, you can have one, pick one. It's always Snickers. Yeah, I'm not really not much of a, a sweet tater. I don't really do desserts or anything like that. But uh, when I when I do have a sweet tooth, that's that's it. I don't even have to think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Tia, for coming on the program. This has been a wealth of knowledge you've shared in just a small uh, bit of time. So thank you once again. Yeah, thanks for having me. The San Diego Code School is a proud sponsor of the Snack Walls podcast. The San Diego Code School is leading companies to tech equity. The Tech Enabled Apprenticeship Program is a venture whose heart is to do a lot of social good and do good work. You can help San Diego Code School secure funding for change by hiring developers, bringing a team in to relieve your backlog, or becoming a program sponsor. You can visit us on the web for more information at http colon forward slash forward slash sdcs.io. 